Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning. Let's try this again. Good morning, Mount Calvary family. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. It's a glorious Sunday for us to be together. And so before we begin, if you have your Bibles, uh, let us turn to Psalm 121. And I'm actually going to be reading from the New Living Translation. So if we can all stand to honor God and the reading of his word this morning. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Don't say, hold on, hold on. Amen. Okay, we have it. All right. Now, remember, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. I got to read verse 5 again. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. Mm. That's 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 awesome. That's awesome. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever now we're gonna pause right there because the lord is with us the lord got us up this morning the lord watched over us during the night the lord kept us last night come on everybody that's enough to give him praise that's enough to praise him that's enough to thank him and then you think about the age that you are so I can say for the last 60, almost 61 years, the Lord has kept me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord has kept us from danger seen and unseen. And that's enough for us to thank him this morning. Let us approach his throne. Our Father and our God, we come before your presence right now to thank you. Mm. Thank you for last night's lying down. Thank you for this morning's rising up. Thank you that the car started. Thank you for the car that drove us here to Mount Calvary. 
Thank you, Lord God, for being there with us. It says you are always, always with us. And for that, we give you praise today. We say hallelujah and glory to the Lamb of God. Father, thank you right now for allowing us to assemble here on this Sunday to get instructions from your servant. Use Pastor Samuel N. Winston Jr. for your glory. Let the words that he speak, God, be words of light to us. Somebody in here today needs a hand touch from you. Somebody in here is crying out for the salvation and the deliverance and the restoration of their families, of their children. Some of us are praying for this United States in which we live. Have mercy on us, oh God. Have mercy on us for taking for granted the people in the Ukraine who have more than half a million people who don't have running water, who have half a million people who don't have lights. Thank you for these lights that we have today. God, let us never take for granted your goodness and your greatness towards us because there could that could be us. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that the word that's delivered today bring deliverance to our lives and the lives of others that we touch. God, let us stand giving you glory. Let us stand giving you honor. Father, we are so grateful. We are a grateful people to be here today. And we thank you. Touch everyone. Touch the musicians today. Fill them afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill kingdom force afresh. Fill every person in this place afresh. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Have your way today. Heal, deliver, set free. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. And Father, we will give you glory, not just in this place, we're going to give you glory when we leave this place. We're going to honor you. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And all the saints, all the saints, lift your hands this morning. Come on, lift your hands, everybody. Just lift your hands. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let everybody breathe and give God some kind of praise, would you? What an absolutely wonderful Savior we serve who has kept us safely through another week and he has allowed us to see the start of a new one. Every single thing we needed this week, we had it. I've got proof of it. You're standing here right now. <laughs> if you're grateful to God, give him some kind we don't have to do the same thing but everybody breathing ought to do something to tell the Lord thank you hallelujah 
Come on, let's enter in with thanksgiving. I really love the Lord. Come on, sing that with me, would you? I You don't know what he's done for me. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. Oh, yes. I love him. I love him. I really love the what you know about him rehearse your history 
What has he done for you? What has he brought you through? What did you think would take you out that just took you over? Do you love him today? Come on, give him some kind. Tell him hallelujah. Come on, tell him thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Our great God is worthy of our great praise. You can be seated as we continue. Hallelujah. I know we didn't uh, we didn't plan this just stay in the same key you're in I love to praise him come on sing it I love I love to praise him oh I love I love to praise him
Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. It's all right if we linger for a little bit. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah to his name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. We enter in with thanksgiving. We enter in with praise. We are thankful unto him. And we, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Savior, wonderful Savior, you all be seated. Wonderful Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. is comely for the upright. And since the Lord made this day, let us rejoice. We choose. We, we choose to rejoice. As a matter of fact, we get to <laughs> we get to rejoice 
and be glad in it. I make no apologies coming out of this pandemic. If his people feel like giving him praise, then that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Magnificent Savior. He is our awesome God. If you are visiting with us today, we want you to know how glad we are that you're here. Uh, sometimes we do get past the introduction without a praise break, but God has been so good to us. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We don't take it lightly. We, uh, those who are worshiping here in the sanctuary and those who are worshiping with us online as part of our e-congregation this morning, the majority of us are still online and we're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together and for the people behind the technology who make that possible every week, we're grateful. If you're here in the sanctuary and you're visiting, we would love to see who you are and where you are, if you don't mind. And if you're able, would you stand so we can see you? God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? Make them feel welcome. Let them know how we feel about them. Come on, sing to them. We welcome you into
the registration team needs some help. There will be a brief meeting next Sunday after church, right after church, for those who are interested in joining the team, all right? Please, uh, please don't forget, if you are registered and eligible to vote, uh, please do, please do. If you think you might forget on Tuesday, then as soon as we give the benediction, head downtown. I think it's not too late to still vote early. Head, say who? Still to 4 o'clock. All right, you'll have plenty of time uh, to get down there and vote. Uh, but make sure that you vote sometime between now and Tuesday. There are people who died so that we could have that right. And we owe it to those who came before, and we owe it to those who are coming after. There's a lot of important stuff going on, and I won't tell you how to vote, but I would ask as your pastor that you would do two things. Pray and vote in that order. <laughs> All right. Pray and vote. Would you keep uh, Sister Beverly Cox Desar in your prayers? Uh, she had a fall this week um, and ended up having to have an eight-hour back surgery as a result. Um, pray for her, would you? God is able to do anything, exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Also, keep Sister Tina Lee in your prayers. Her husband, William, passed uh, a couple of days ago. Services are pending uh, but please pray for Miss Tina and that family. Uh, Kelly Cruz, her father passed. Would you uh, pray for her as well? And also uh, Don McIntosh, Don Gibson, uh, many of you remember, uh, she grew up here. Her children's father, uh, Reverend Michael, Mike, Mike, pardon me, Reverend Michael McIntosh, he passed uh, on Friday. Uh, also, Brother uh, Ricky Harris asked that we would join in prayer with him. He's got to have lung surgery at OSU uh, Hospital, and let's pray for him as well. All right, add all those people to your prayer list. Take them before the Lord. Uh, he can handle anything. He can handle anything. John A., are you here, dear lady? She's at work. All right. Well, John A. Webb. Um, has been accepted into the Ebony Jewels and Gems Cotillion that is being sponsored by Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, I want to give them the right information, Ms. Janetta. Let's see. This event honors high school seniors, uh, and as part of the recognition, they're asking friends and relatives and businesses to congratulate them in writing. If you are willing to get an ad, uh, and offer congratulations, would you contact her mom, Miss Johnetta, at 937-655-0733, all right? We want to make sure that, uh, that we support our own. And um, I didn't respond, but Miss Johnetta, my wife and I want tickets to, uh, to be there to support. Okay, you'll have to tell me 10 times again, but we're coming, all right. Okay, good, thank you. Um, <laughs> is Miss Epps here today? All right, if she's not in person, she is definitely online. She's watching. Happy birthday, Miss Epps. She's 73 today. 
we do have a card of thanks um, a blessing is just what you need right when you need it uh, thank you so much as my mommy would say God is all you need every now and then you need some skin thank you for being the skin we needed love always uh, Miss Riri and the family Brandon Jordan are you here today Brandon yes sir this church membership certificate is presented to Brandon Jordan in recognition of his successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles him to all rights benefits and privileges of this fellowship God bless you sir and welcome officially that's for you thank you you got any family here with you today Good. Congrats. Congrats. Welcome. Good. Good. Uh, Mountain Media, did you all get the, the video? We're good to go? All right. Good. Um, Dr. Jack Thomas uh, the president of Central State, um, who is not officially a member, but uh, yes, he is. <laughs> um, he's actually, he texted me this morning, he's on his way to somewhere, I can't remember where he is, but he's across the country. But Central State um, is always in, uh, in our thoughts and our prayers, and we want to support our own Ohio's uh, only HBCU public, HBCU Central State University. Any Centralians in here this morning? Yeah. Um, and Mountain Media, if you would go ahead and, and play that video, I would appreciate it.
know somewhere? There you are. Uh, Robert is a, a junior at DECA High School. I have his report here for quarter one. He has a B plus in chemistry. Oh, there you are. An A minus in financial literacy, an A in government, an A minus in language arts, and an A in pre-calculus. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. He's an ambassador for the school and advisor leader for the sophomore class. Um, he got his application to the Rotary Youth Exchange. If you're accepted, you'll spend your senior year overseas somewhere. Is that right? Right. We're proud of you. That's good. Nicely done, sir. Where's Brother Robert's family? <laughs> Congrats. All right. I think we're good. My sermon won't be as long as my observations. We have a very special guest uh, with us this morning. You all know that we are in the, uh, the search for director of music and worship arts ministries. And, uh, and one of our candidates is here this morning, uh, Brother Craig Johnson. He has been in Atlanta, Georgia uh, for some time. He's from Toledo, uh, but uh, recently moved back. And since June, he's been a part of the faculty at Central State University. And, uh, and he is going to come with the sermonic selection. He is going to lead us further in worship, and then we will go to Matthew chapter 21 for our study today. Brother Johnson, welcome. time I've been here, ever since uh, started in this process of, uh, when I applied for this blessed situation, I've just been sitting back saying, wow, how cool, how cool, how cool. When I walked in, this young man was right there waiting on me. How cool. I got a chance to meet the band. How cool. I got the chance to meet the choir. How cool. I, I'm a songwriter, and so I love to hear original music. And there's a welcome song that he told me, you, you wrote this song, Pastor. How cool. I, it's, it's a blessing to be here. Uh, I'll have, my prayer is that I'll have so many opportunities to tell you about myself and all that other stuff. I, but right now, I just want you to know I'm a child of God. And if it had not been for the Lord, you would have never met me. I grew up singing in church. I grew up singing at Calvary Baptist Church in Toledo. My daddy was the chairman of the deacon board, and he stood out front with the... I grew up watching him pray and, and, and lead songs. and Never thought that, that it, by me grabbing a microphone in the children's choir, that it would open doors for me to be able to get a full scholarship 
and go to college in music. I'm going to say it one more time. Growing up singing in church, in, in the Calvary Baptist Church, I never knew that just being in a children's choir and, and, they, them, and the leaders recognizing my gift, it would, it would put me in a position to where I was able to go to college on a full music scholarship. And from that time, I've been able to I've been able to, I was just sitting here thinking about all this while I was sitting here. And I, from that time, I've been able to teach. I've been a choral music teacher, teaching choir, teaching choir, teaching the kids how to sing since 1993. I'm 54 years old now, and my, I have two children. They're 18 years old, boy-girl twins, and they're over at Central State University on full music scholarships. And I know that it, all those gifts and all those kids were, my kids were in my choir. God blessed that opportunity for it to be full circle. And I, they, they got here, and then God allowed for me to be able to get a position at Central State. I've been here since, I live in West Carrollton, and I've been here since June, and been looking for a church situation because I promise God, Lord, if you get me out of school with this music degree, Lord, I promise you, I will find some place to serve on a Sunday to Sunday basis. I know it was nothing but God. Nothing but God. So I'm a lifer. I've met a lot of lifers here already, and I'm a lifer, I want you to know. But how many of you lifers, how many, I'm just, how many people in here can say that, yes, God has always made a way, he's always provided, but I have trust issues. Trust issues. I forget I forget, I'm so busy, I run around all over the place, but I forget that over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, he, he blesses me. He takes care of me. So uh, this song is for people who are dealing with trust issues sometimes. They forget, we forget. He's going to make a way. He's going to come through every time. He's never failed. I could seem to fall asleep There was so much on my mind Searching for that peace That peace I could not find but then I kneel down to pray, praying, help me please. You said, son, you don't have to cry. I've always supplied all your needs. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying how my story's gonna end i let go and i let god i let god have his way that's when things start happening yeah i stopped looking at back then I let go and I 
let God, I let God have his way. You know, my dad used to, when my father used to pray, he would always say, Lord, Lord, walk with me and stand by me. Walk with me, Lord, and stand by me. And I used to live by that. But now that I'm older and I'm wiser, I realize my prayer needs to be lead me and guide me. I used to try to do it all on my own. And Lord, just walk with me. Stand by me. No, Lord, lead me. Lead me. I'll go. Lead me. Guide me. Oh, there's so much going on. Sometimes I can't find my way. And oftentimes I had to struggle, struggle from day to day. I had to realize, oh, it's not my battle. It's not my battle to fight. I had to learn to put it all in your hands and you'll make everything alright soon as I stopped worrying worrying how my story's gonna end I let go and I let God I let God I start looking at bad things And I let go and I let God I let God have His way I had to go back and start realizing Three things Three things that just in my mind Just three things if I could just remember these three things, then I would make it. I can. What this helps me with my trust issues. I go back and I say, I say to myself, I say, God has smiled on me. And the second thing I say, He has said. I'll never forget that God has, oh, he smiled on me. And that third thing is that he's been good to me. If you feel that way, I need you to get on your feet and just sing it with me. Can you sing with me? Say, God, God, God has, oh, he has. Always smiled on me. Oh, 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 he has, he has said, he set me free. Wave your hand if you're free today. I'm free today. I'm free today. Oh, cause God has, oh, he has smiled on me. He's been good to me. That's the third thing. Good. We can wave 
soon as I stop worrying. Yeah. Gotta stop that worrying. Oh, I let go and I let God. Help me say this last part. I let God have start the new year talking about and studying and practicing prayer. After all, prayer should be a part of our very existence. It is part of our very identity as the church. And Matthew 21, 13 is our scripture for today, and here is what it says from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. It is written, he, that is Jesus, said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Matthew 21, 13, you may be seated. Thank you, Brother Johnson. God bless you, sir. tied into the very birth of the church on the day of Pentecost. Prayer is at the very foundation of who we are as the people of God. Check the record over in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. This is just after the church was born, just after the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room and filled the room they were sitting in and they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave utterance and they had all things in common and nobody had a need that went unmet. You remember. And the Bible says that they continued steadfastly. They devoted themselves. They committed these disciples, these new converts, these baptized, Holy Ghost-filled believers committed themselves to four things, the apostles' doctrine, 
That is, they committed themselves to what the apostles taught, the teachings that we have in the Word of God. Secondly, they committed themselves to fellowship because they recognized that they needed each other. They committed themselves to the breaking of bread. They communed together. But then finally, and this is where we're going to park for a little while today, they continued steadfastly in prayer. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Jesus said in our scripture for today, my house will be called a house of prayer. Prosuke in the Greek, prayer addressed to God, prayer talking to the Lord, that essential communion and communication with our Lord and lover. Prayer, that tool of alignment that doesn't align God's will to ours, but aligns our will to his. Prayer, where we worship God for who he is. We thank God for what he's done. We ask God for what we need. We express to him the desires of our heart. We receive our marching orders. Prayer, where we ask him to bless others. I don't know about you, but I am grateful for the power and the privilege of prayer. I've told you before, I can honestly say that I exist because somebody prayed for me. My mother asked God for me. I'm here as a result of prayer. She asked God for me, but she was old when she did it, you know, to be having a child. And so the doctors told her that because she was 42 years old in 1976, that there would likely be complications. But the Lord appointed people to pray for me before I got here. There was a school bus driver that told my mother that the Lord told her to pray for me. There was a godly woman in this congregation, Mabel Taylor. She had a dream about me before I got here, and she prayed for me. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful I'm standing here by the power of prayer because there are some saints who every now and then talk to the Lord on my behalf and say, bless my pastor, build him up where he's torn down, strengthen him where he's weak, prop him up on every leaning side. I'm grateful for prayer. And may I remind you just in case you have forgotten that you are where you are because somebody prayed for and is praying for you. You ought to take just a minute right now and thank God that even while you slept, even while you were out there doing your own thing, even when you thought you had it all under control, God had somebody praying for you. Somebody was calling your name out to the Lord. I could stay right there. when you weren't thinking about him or the saints. God 
put you on somebody's heart. The Bible said they continued steadfastly in prayer. Our text today comes from Matthew 21. I've preached this scripture before, but the Lord impressed on my heart that we need to revisit it. It is written, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer. Not a house of music. Not a house of fundraising. Not even a house of preaching. My house will be called a house of prayer. But you're making it a den of robbers. King James Version says, the house of prayer. If you give me just a little while, I want to preach from that subject, the house of prayer. I am afraid that one of the major issues facing the church today is an uncertainty and confusion about who we are. Our identity is not secure. I'm afraid that we, that is the big C church, the church as a whole, we are suffering from the insecurity of losing who we are. The instability of not grasping who, were, who we were created to be. It is a dilemma of delusion and it carries with it all kinds of baggage. Because when you're not sure of who you are, you are likely to allow others to treat you like you are not. People don't know who they are. Will act like who they are not. You do some things you wouldn't normally do. You hang out in some spaces that you don't belong. You get in some entanglements that you can't get yourself out of when you're not sure who you are. I would argue that the church of today is not sure of who we are or why we exist such that our own sense of identity is Are we a social club? Where people meet to enjoy activities of leisure? Are we a community service organization? Or are we an exclusive society of well-connected, well-bred up-and-comers? Are we a political action organization? Just grateful to be recognized and used by politicians for their own purpose and agenda? Have we become a tool of the system? to keep oppressed peoples oppressed? Who are we? When I read what Jesus said when he was cleaning the temple, I'm pricked to my heart on behalf of the 21st century church, of which we are all a part if you know Jesus, because Jesus could very well have been talking to us today. My house will be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. I designed it to be a house of prayer. 
but you're making it into something else. So let's take a few minutes and study, just get some of the insight that's in this verse and allow it to remind us of who we are as the church of the living God, that is, a house of prayer. First of all, there is a word in the text about his residence. Say residence. Jesus says it is written, my house. Stop right there. Two little letters that form a possessive pronoun that indicates ownership. We've seen it before. Jesus told Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. We've talked about it before. It indicates ownership, and we are indeed his church, purchased with his blood. But beyond ownership, in this case, it also indicates something else. It, it indicates not only ownership, but also residence. Because it is possible to own something that you don't reside in. Ownership is one thing, but residence is another. I own my car, but I don't live in it. My wife and I own a rental property, but we don't reside there. Ownership is one thing, but residence speaks to intimacy. Let me see if I can explain. The psalmist says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and everything and everybody in it. But as far as his residence, see, he owns everything, but he takes up residence in his, don't you know, I know I'm in the, te in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, don't you know yourselves that you are the temple of God, God's spirit dwells in you, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own, you were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies, he owns it and lives there. Acts 17.24 says that God doesn't live in temples made by man. My daddy used to say it like this, out of all the places that he could be, he comes to live in me. And the owner of the house who lives in the house gets to decide the purpose of the house, the procedures of the house, the decor of the house, the color of the house, the arrangement of the house, the rules of the house, the feel and the atmosphere of the house. The owner and occupier of this house says, my house shall be called. Stop right there. Because not only is there a word about residence in the text, but there's also a word about reputation. Jesus says, my house shall be called. The word there is translated, that is translated shall be called, it means to bear a name or title among men. In other words, men and women, mankind, humankind, should look at, at his house and it should be known as the house of prayer. Now, let me be quick to say that we as a church, we shouldn't be trying to make it seem like we're praying all the time. Right? We don't pray to be seen. 
or to be heard. Right? Jesus warned about that. Uh, he said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. The word hypocrite literally means actor, stage player. Those Don't be like those actors, those imposters, those fake folk, those phony people who are just putting on. Don't be like that. They love to pray standing in the midst of everybody and on the street corners where everybody can see them. They want people to see how holy they are. They want people to know how religious they are. They're putting on great performances. Don't be like that. All they want is for people to see them, and that's all they get. He says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, the actors who are just performing, and don't be like the heathens, the ones who don't even know me. They're just praying to be heard. Saints, we are not praying to be seen or to be heard, but we should be known as the house of prayer. There ought to be something about our existence that says these people commune with God. There ought to be some fruit that says these people talk to God. There ought to be something that said God lives here. God dwells here. God resides here. My house will be called. My house will be known for prayer. Wow. I was at, I was at a minister's meeting, minister's union, uh, Dayton minister's union this week, I was, and, and we started talking about what churches are known for. Y'all know, you, you know, there are some churches that are known for their music. They got a music ministry that's off the chain, right? They, there are some churches that are known for their service to the community. There are some churches that are known for their pastor or their preacher. But how many of us are known as the houses of prayer? God have mercy. It makes sense. We're supposed to be known as the house of prayer. And you do remember that this building is not the house. You are. So even when we can't get to the building, if there's one thing that the pandemic taught us, we, we are the house of prayer. The pandemic taught us the power is not in the building. The power's in us. That's the reason why random people ask you to pray. Because you're his house. And his house will be called the house of prayer. We that's that's why uh that that's why people come up to you who don't even pray. They get in trouble. They'll be all in your inbox asking you to pray. It's the reason why people who say they don't even believe in God will ask you on your job, would you say a prayer for me? It's the reason, Miss Christie, that when they want to hit the Powerball real hard, <laughs> they will ask you. Oh, children of the Most High, 
what are we known for today? We should be a house of prayer, but what is our reputation? God, have mercy on us. Is it a house of gossip? Is it a house of adultery? Does the church of the living God have a reputation as a house of swindlers? A house of cheats? A house of hypocrisy? Are we known as a house of prejudice? Are we known as a house of judgment? He said, my house will be called the house of prayer. That's who we are. That's our identity. That's our character. That's our first line, not our last result. That last resort. That's our mindset. It's not our it's it's not our crutch. It's our foundation. Prayer is our lifeblood. It's our very nature. It's our very makeup. It's not a cop out. It's our secret weapon. My house shall be called the house of prayer. That's that should be our reputation. Not only is there word about residents, not only is there word about reputation, but then finally there is a word about our reliance. That word just means confident or trustful dependence. You realize that that's really all that prayer is. Prayer, is, is it points to prayer, uh, talk, talking to God just points to, to the fact that we rely on somebody who is bigger than we are. When I pray, I'm saying, Lord, you're stronger than I am. You're wiser than I am. You are more powerful than I am. You know more than I do. Prayer indicates that I need him. Prayer is a reliance on somebody who can do something about whatever I'm going through. Prayer says, God, I can't fix this, but you can. Prayer says, God, I can't heal this, but you can. Prayer says, God, I can't change this, but you can. Prayer says, God, I can't stop this, but you can. God, I can't get myself out of this, but you can. God, I can't do this, but you can. Here's how the psalmist put it. I will lift up mine eyes. To the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I know I get on your nerves. I'm sorry, but I do like the way the old saints used to put it. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whether shall I go? And what I love about him, what I love about him is that he invites us to rely on him. We think that being strong in the Lord means we got this. 
when in actuality being strong in the Lord means you got this. Would you help me as I try to turn this corner and tell somebody I'm strong enough to trust him. I know I can't do it. I know I can't get myself out. I, I know I don't understand it. I know I can't fix this. I know I can't heal this. I know I can't change this. I know I can't dig out. I know I can't figure it out. I'm not smart enough, strong enough, wise enough, powerful enough to get myself out. But I do know somebody who is strong enough, wise enough, powerful enough, smart enough, rich enough to get me out of this. I'm relying on him. He wants us to depend on him. You're not weak because you can't handle it. Let me, let me, help, let me help us. Um, because, listen, as your pastor, I got to teach you. I have to teach you this. Check this out. We take out of context all the time that God won't put more on you than you can bear. That is word. That is scripture. The problem is we take the scripture out of context. Do you know what the context of that scripture is? The context of that scripture is talking about sin and temptation. That with every temptation, there is a way of escape. He won't put more on you than you're able to bear. Now, in terms of life, God will allow some burdens to come your way that you are not able to bear. Quit telling people he won't put more on you than you can bear in terms of life because if God didn't put more on you than you could bear, you wouldn't need him. You didn't even know how to call on God until he put a little weight on you. You weren't wrong when you said, God, I can't handle this. I feel like it's about to crush me. And he said, that's right. I gave it to you so you can call on me. He wants us to depend on him. He tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. He'll direct you back. He tells us, cast all your cares on him because, he, listen, he wants you to him. He tells us, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, and supplication let your requests be made known unto he wants you to rely on him he tells us call me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things you didn't know I can rely on him because he has a good record 
He's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. I can rely on him because the Bible says he's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. I can rely on him because the Bible says he's wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father and the prince of peace I can rely on him because he's got a good track record in the word he fed hungry folks he healed sick folks he raised dead folks he delivered bound up folks I can rely on him because the truth be told he's got a good track record not only in the Bible but in my life I came to Jesus just as I was weary worn and sad but I found in him a resting place and he has made me glad I can rely on God because he's got a good track record he was wounded for my transgressions he was bruised for my iniquities the chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed I can rely on him because he's everything I've ever needed he brought me over high mountains and moved some mountains out of my way I can rely on him because he brought me through dark valleys and lifted some other valleys I can rely on him because he made my enemies my footstool I can rely on him because when the enemy came in like a flood the Lord lifted up a standard against him I can rely on him because he's my savior he's my deliverer he's my healer and he's my closest friend I can rely on him because over and over and over and over again he keeps on making a way for me you already know where I'm going I can rely on him because he gave his life for me he died on Calvary's cross he took my sins to the cross with him but early on Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands he conquered death he conquered hell he conquered the grave I said he got up with all power in his hands and then said to me you can tap into the power you just gotta pray 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 
That's how we tap in. We pray. That's how we tap in. We pray. That's how we tap in. We pray. There's power. Power to save. Power to heal. Power to deliver. Power to restore. Power to bring him home. Power to make her act right. Power to save your children. Power to deliver your marriage. Power, power, power to get you out of what's holding you. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Pray. 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 Tap in. you tap in that's how you that's how you tap into the power pray what good what good is it to have outlets all around these walls What good is it to have outlets all around these walls and a cord in your hand? Talking about I wish I could. There is the problem is not the power source. The problem is not the availability of sockets. But as long as you stand there looking at the outlet, you will not benefit from the power that's flowing through it. some point you got to plug in prayer is how we tap into the power Rachel Wilson Rachel Gwynn some of y'all remember her she used to sing a song when I was a boy it was called I found the answer I learned to pray
Do you get it? Take me to the key of F, would you? We should be collectively and individually the key of F. We should be known as the house of prayer. That's my prayer for us. It'd be nice to be known It'd be nice to be known for my preaching. It'd be nice to be known for our hospitality. There are some who know us as the place I can get tea cakes every Sunday, and that's nice. Right? Nice to be known for other stuff, but it's necessary. going to be his house. Oh God. I desire to lead a people who are known, who are known, who have a reputation. Listen, if you want to get a prayer through, get to one of those saints at Mount Calvary. People are showing up with sick folk that the doctor couldn't do anything about. I'm just telling you what's on my heart. And the saints who are tapped in and say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. I desire this. It's my heart's desire, and I know it came from the Lord. We can be a place where, like the parent of a child who was demonically possessed and couldn't nobody do nothing about it. One minute he's hot, one minute he's cold, throwing himself into the fire, throwing himself into the water. I want them to bring, be able to bring them, because this ain't a social club. Bring them. Let the saints pray. Oh, I've seen it. I've, I have seen what God will do through the prayers of the saints. I've seen in, I've seen in this sanctuary. I've seen Him bring a pulse back when there was none. I've seen Him. I've seen Him heal cancer and AIDS. I've seen it. I've, I've seen, I saw, I saw my daddy on his deathbed in Maryland and the saints got together in Dayton and prayed and he lived for four more years. I'm telling you what I've seen. I'm the result. I'm the result of the saints praying. And so are you. Just gotta rely on him. All right, let's let's call it quits. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. 
the Lord who made heaven he said he would not suffer thy foot thy foot to be moved the Lord that keepeth thee he will not slumber nor sleep oh the Lord is thy keeper the Lord is thy shame upon But he shall preserve my soul even forever more. Come on, say it.
you are here and you don't know Jesus, I've got some good news for you. I've got really good news for you. Here it is. God loved the world, that is everybody without exception. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus Christ. And whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever, that's anybody. You're not too dirty. You haven't gone too far. You haven't been gone too long. If you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. That's good news. Here's how you do it. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Check it out. He will come and take up residence in you. You will become his house. If you're here today, if you're in the sanctuary, you're not sure you're saved, would you raise your hand? Somebody will come to you. You can know you are saved today. Before you leave this place, you can know you're saved. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, raise your hand up. You can know that you're saved today. Second call is this. Maybe you are, pardon me, the first call for those who are joining us online. Check it out. I know you're not here in the building, but you can be saved right where you are. Put it in the chat. Send us a message. Somebody will contact you very shortly and will show you exactly how you can know that you're saved today. We're all going to spend eternity somewhere, but you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ. That's good news. Second call is this. Maybe you're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know the Lord wants you here in this part of his church, as in this part of his family as your church home. If that's you, would you raise your hand? You know the Lord wants you here. You're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know that you're supposed to be here. If that's you, if you're online, if that's you, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Send us a message. We'll get it. Somebody will contact you very shortly. Everybody in the building is saved and is where you know you belong. Everybody is saved and is where you know you belong. Then let the church say amen. At supper. If you are visiting with us, we practice here at Mount Calvary what is known as open communion. That is to say you don't have to be a member to partake with us. But what we do ask is that you would do as the Apostle Paul commanded, and that is let a man examine himself and so let him eat. Listen, you are not examining yourself to see if you have sinned since the last time we took communion.
that does not require examination, right? What you are examining to see is where you stand in relationship to what Jesus has done about that sin problem, okay? If you are a part of the Lord's family, no matter what household, you are welcome at the Father's table, all right? Thank you. Anybody who needs to be served, and one of these faithful deacons will be glad to serve you. Here comes Deacon McClure. Thank you. Or Deacon Gibson. is comely for the upright from day to day. Nobody gonna sing it? Today it will never it will never never Everybody has been served who wishes to be. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for his body given, for his blood shed. We thank you for the cross of Calvary. The blood gives us strength to make it. Strength from day to day. Thank you for this time of communing with you and with each other. Bless the elements we're about to receive. Show us what's really going on as we take you into ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, this cup is the new in my blood, shed for the remission, for the payment of sins. Now take and drink all of it. From day to day, it will never... On it reaches to the highest be open when we go to the hospital or to the nursing home 
or wherever we go, we know that we're sent by God. And because we've tapped into that power, that power that will never, ever, ever leave us. Can you imagine? See, when Pastor mentioned earlier in his sermon about Sister Christie, that's because the saints come to me at work and ask me, we know if you can get a prayer through, you can get this prayer through for this power ball. And with it being $1.9 billion and didn't nobody hit, I'm tempted to say tomorrow, come on, Jesus. <laughs> the saints of Mount Calvary is tapped in. But seriously, we want to be known as a house of prayer. We want to be known as the people of God that can pray and that the Lord hears us when we cry out, and he will. It's offering time. We got several ways that we can give. You can give by text to give by dialing 855-908-0710. We can cash app, that's dollar symbol, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. And then we can give by Givelify. Just tap on the app for Givelify and then we're done. So we have several ways to give. The deacons will be here after service. I'm assuming it's 12:14, so they'll be here for 30 minutes. So they'll be here to about 12:45 if you want to come up and give it in the deacon's hand. Let us all stand. Wasn't that a good word, saints? Come on, I, I just whew, I got my meat for the week. Mm. So this is what the Lord said to Moses in number 6, 24. Well, 22 through 26. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. So this is the blessing over us as members of Mount Calvary today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you peace this week. Be blessed, Mount Calvary family. Amen. Have a seat until we're led out by the directions of our ushers. Hold on a second, Mount Calvary. I forgot that Ashley Miller, Ashley Miller has an um, announcement for the women's ministry. Um, well, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, everyone. All right. Um, hey, just wanted to invite you all out on this coming Saturday. We do kick off our power hour. Um, on Saturday mornings at 10:30. So if you're a woman and you want to get some more word and even some prayer um, and, and join us for that time, please come out at 10:30. Uh, we will be here. And then on next Saturday, 
uh, well, not the 12th, but the 19th, we'll have girl chat here in the sanctuary from 6 to uh, 8 p.m. Um, 6 to 6.30, we'll have just a pre-social, come and get some hot chocolate and some coffee and drinks, and then we'll have girl chat after that. So please uh, sign up for girl chat, come out for power hour next Saturday, and uh, we're going to have a blessed time in the Lord. Amen. generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.